Hello, and welcome to the Story Wagon Podcast, where we talk about life, story, and spiritual health. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and you can learn more about this podcast at our website, storywagon.org. You can also show us your support on our Patreon page so that we can continue to host this podcast and create resources that help our communities develop good spiritual health. Welcome. And today we are starting our second episode and I have a special guest with me. Her name is Chaplain Veronica Fala. Uh, She's a colleague of mine and just a person that I've known for a very long time. Uh, She is a fellow minister and disciples of Christ like myself. And I'm bringing her here to talk about relationships. Um, As the last podcast, we talked about the um, dimensions of wellness. And so today she's going to be talking about the emotional and relational dimensions of spiritual health. So, Veronica, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much for coming on and speaking with us. So one of my first questions for you is, tell us who you are. Well, I want to say, of course, I'm a woman, a woman who loves embracing, encouraging, empowering God's people. I'm the fourth child of five known as the knee baby. When my parents held my baby brother in their arms, they hold me on their knees. So that's what we call it, the knee baby from the South. That's a, a term we use in the South. However, I am married. I'm a mother of two, a G-mama of four. And I serve as an author, chaplain, and the women's coordinator for the Disciples of Christ. Oh, wow. You have lots of things that you do. Um, You also are a hospital chaplain and um, very good one at that, everybody. I just want everybody to know that. She is very good at her job as a chaplain in the hospitals. Um, And you're also an author. So that was one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about whenever um, I saw your book. It's called Equally Yoked. Trust and Relationships for Spiritual Wellness, and um, you can buy it on Amazon.com, or you can go to her website, which is www.veronicafala.com, and you can look at her book and and purchase it. But Veronica, I would like for you to kind of like talk to us about what does it mean, trust and relationships for spiritual wellness? Are we just talking about marriage? Or are we talking about all kinds of relationships? Of course, we're talking about all kinds of relationships. Although when you hear the word equally yoked, you really go to that union of a companionship between a man and a woman. However, when God birthed this particular topic into my heart, God gave me something more than just, you know, man and woman or partnerships between a companion. So you're looking at your faith groups. Are you yoked in the right faith community? Are you yoked in your uh, occupation? Are you yoked in your friendships? So so it goes a little bit deeper than just that couple thing. It kind of look at family, friends, vocation, and a lot of areas in our life that we kind of deal with holistically. Yeah, that's great. So when you're when you're talking about spiritual wellness, what does the term spiritual mean for you? For me, spiritual is beyond the act of um, 
some people put spiritual and religion like simultaneous, like they, they go together like in that fashion. But for me, spiritual goes beyond something you do over and over and over again. Mm. Um, to me, spiritual is being connected in the realm which bring meaning and purpose to one's life. Allowing your actions to line up with your values and beliefs. So to be spiritual to me is you are actually moving in the the purpose that God has designed solely for yourself. Mm. And it's by you being intentional about your your values and your beliefs and you putting those things into actions because you're lining the meaning of it to line up with your purpose and you move forward in that area of wellness. Mm. And and when you define wellness what do you mean by that well wellness if you want to look at it in that the uh, in the model that you talked about Mm -hmm. earlier yeah um the wellness of being um they talk about being good in physical and mental health because of um the health issues that link between physical and mentally well when i talk about wellness i talk about wellness in a sense of moving forward in an area of healing even in the midst of your stresses, although you may have something going on like an illness or something, not saying there's an absence of those things because you're going to be in an area where you can feel and understand that you are going through a challenge. But while you're going through that challenge, you understand a little bit deeper what this stressor may mean mm-hmm. and it doesn't take you out. So you you put into place some things that kind of make you um, a little bit more focused mm-hmm. And that is those those eight uh, dimensions. That uh, is it, Samsa. Yeah, Samsa. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. There, there are eight dimensions. You you may already talked about this in your your uh, talk earlier. But the emotional part, you know, being spiritually well, mm-hmm. it's going to connect with you emotionally and uh, coping effectively with the life and creating satisfaction relationships. So if you emotionally well, you know how to interact in relationships with others. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is part of wellness. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I uh, also think there's a lot of connection with your spiritual and emotional when it comes to relationship. I tell people like spiritual is meaning having a different uh, connection outside of yourself. And so when you're in relationships, whether it's friendships or intimate partnerships or any of that kind, there is this spirituality that it's occurring between two people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you kind of address that in your book? In my book, uh, I do address uh, for others to be connected in a way of knowing what is valuable for them. So when you speak of uh, understanding something outside of yourself, you may have to also look at how you engage in those areas of dealing with people or dealing with yourselves when you're in, in some type of relationship with um, others or another person. So that in the book, it's more about mostly personal, like okay. how you look at it. So it's not really like focusing on, okay, the outside realm, which it all to me, it connects. Like what's happening in the world is also going to affect you It your own personal life. Mm-hmm. So it works when you understand your values and your beliefs, when you understand that, that that brings you to the drive of your life, it works to help you to deal with those outside forces. So I believe when you're reading it and you're connecting with the, the scriptures and texts outline, we mainly talk about 
Amos 3 and 3. How can two walk together unless they agree to do so? So if we're talking about walking together in an agreement, so you got to be able to communicate with somebody to understand that agreement. So I do believe the equally yoke is giving an answer to others how to work personally with things that they're dealing with for wellness and also how to relate to others mm-hmm. in this in this the bigger realm of the what we call you know living living in you know like natural living spiritual living holistic care yeah yeah so when you when you're talking about all that and it comes let, let's say your position as the the women's ministry um uh, what is the official title again? I'm sorry. The coordinator. That's coordinator. <laughs> yeah, for the disciples, women. Mm-hmm. How how does that how does that relate to whenever you're in that role and trying to organize women uh, here in our greater Kansas City right. region? Right. Well, well, relationships. Period. When you're working with a group of women or people, you have to make sure you can develop a a trust first. Mm -hmm. And when you develop a trust with uh, a body of believers, you you work on a thing to encourage them to understand that their gifts that they have within them are things or we we need each other. We we all with with ministers preach about being the tree and how the vine and the branches and we talk about having the body and we can't get along with other without other parts because we need the hands as well as the head. We need all these parts to get along. So I think of it as a sense of belonging together in a community of faith, of empowerment, encouragement, and embracing people where they are so they can understand that they have what it takes to be what God has intended for them to be. So being the coordinator of the local um, regional um, region here in the greater Kansas City area is we have like 80 churches strong in this area mm-hmm. and they all have their own personal identity. And orchestrating a, a group where we can come together and let everybody know that they're what they have is valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love my role of embracing people where they are to kind of help them come up to a level of understanding of what that great goodness and all that that God has breathed into their life, that people want it. They want to receive it. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's a part of healing in the ministry to kind of help people walk along the way to develop them or help them develop the skills that they have to serve as God has intended for them to serve. Right. And what about as we as we move, you know, environments, you're a hospital chaplain. And oftentimes, you know, in hospital chaplaincy, we encounter people who don't have the same kind of faith as we do. They might be from a different faith, that sort of thing. And I, I tell people that, I am a pastor to some, but chaplain to all. So it doesn't matter where they come from, how they walk uh, uh, in their faith, whatever their faith is. um, uh, How do you empower those folks uh, of a different faith and and then continually help them find that spiritual wellness, that spiritual health with their relationships or what have you whenever you're in the hospital chaplaincy? Right. Uh, That's one thing. I'm very grateful to be in the area to serve in the industry in healthcare as a professional chaplain and in working in um, spiritual wellness in a hospital setting, we uh, is a pluralistic environment. And being in this environment, we are uh, dealing with a, a diverse group of, of families and patients. And 
what we as chaplains are trained to do is to be, first of all, a good listener. So we're, when we are a good listener to the families or the patients that we are interacting with, letting them know that we hear what they are going through. Whatever they are dealing with, their losses, their, um, their stresses, or um, their laments, and sometimes their joys. They, believe it or not, sometimes people are in a healthcare uh, you know, facility and they still can still connect to some type of joy that they may have in their lives. So my role in meeting people in this pluralistic setting of faith I am um, most grateful that people who are not of my tradition still trust me as the spiritual professional to be one with them and to walk with them on their journey of healing in their own facet, be it if they're Islamic faith, if they Judas, uh, Judaism, or um, Hindu, Buddhist, whatever their faith tradition, maybe even Wicca. I mean, you meet a, a diverse group of religious um, people in a healthcare industry, and my role is to be with them in a way to help them understand where they are and what their faith and beliefs means to them. Mm -hmm. Not to proselytize and convert them to to believe the way that I believe, but I can honor and, and hone and own what I know and still walk with God's creation, and they can honor what they know, and we go together on this healing path of wellness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I totally agree. So... With that being said, I, I see a lot of hurt people in the hospital, and that translates out into the local neighborhoods. Um, so one of the things that I'm questioning for myself is, like, how do I bring spiritual wellness out into society? How do I help empower people outside of my institution that, I, that I'm in? You know, how do I help them understand that they have a spiritual self mm. and that all there's a whole bunch of other dimensions in life of wholeness of wellness there that are interconnected with one another so we're talking about relationships here and spirituality and so how do you see yourself in that role to help empower those who are outside of the institutions that you're in how are you bringing uh, the concepts of from equally yoked to uh, everyday people who you don't know what kind of faith they right. have. Right, because you know right now in our um, in our society, people are not traditional like they were, i say even maybe 20 years ago mm. or maybe 10 years ago uh, per se. Um, what God has developed within me, I'm always, I'm a community like advocate per se. I, I connect with a lot of community um, agencies within our, our greater Kansas City area. Not only do I connect with those communities, God has allowed me to birth a business called Venerate Care. Mm -hmm. And Venerate Care, meet people where they are, if they're church or unchurch, religious or not religious, and, but they're spiritual, and they want that spiritual connection because people are dealing with great losses. They're in um, anticipatory grief or mourning or dealing with a heavy bereavement or going through some family issues, and they need someone that they can trust and believe. And some of them don't – some people are really shy of going to, like, 
traditional counselors. Mm -hmm. So when they hear someone like a life wellness coach or a spiritual wellness coach or a person of that nature, they're more open to connect with them and share what their uh, challenges are. So God has given me the ideal to uh, bring forth a, a company that I can meet people if they don't have to go to church, but they can call me or they can send a message through me through the website or what have you. And I can meet them where they are and kind of help them face the reality of whatever they're dealing with spiritually. I do a lot of pre and post marital counseling. Mm-hmm. I do some family support counseling. I do a lot of group meditations where people can come in and get centered and kind of understand where God is in their lives. So this venerate care, it affirms who they are. It's venerate is an old Latin word, means giving reference. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we venerate God, mm-hmm. you know, so we I want to reference their beliefs and their understanding. So when I'm not working as a hospital chaplain or as the women's coordinator, I meet people from referrals or contracts or connection. I meet them where they are and bring resources to them so they can live healthier lives and then they can be well in their own sense of knowing that someone's here and someone cares about their spiritual wellness. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, Which kind of leads me into my next question because I view spirituality as needing to shift the paradigm, the institutions, so like churches, temples, synagogues, what have you, any places of worship kind of need to change their paradigm or their context um, because the community is rapidly changing. And so um, what do you think where chaplains need to to change the paradigm or just spiritual communities in general how 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 do we need to shift this paradigm um of locality because you're saying venerate care it sounds like you pretty much meet them where, wherever they are right absolutely you are so correct and you talk about that paradigm shift that shift is, is going on as we speak because you know you see people they're meeting in starbucks they're meeting at parks they're meeting anywhere even they, they're still meeting in the churches in the synagogues in the temples they're meeting there as well but not like they did years ago a lot of people I'm not going to say a lot. I'm going to say some people because I don't know the number. I don't have the statistics in front of me. You may know that number. But I know some people have strayed away from traditional settings. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's going to probably continue to happen, you know, in the years to come because of the the dynamic of what is happening in our our society as of today. However, people still meet. You You see people in the grocery store. And when you see people in a grocery store and they, and they just, you, you, you could just say hi to someone with a smile. And then next thing you know, you, you're ministering to them. Right. You're, you're ministering to them. You're being with them. You are with them in where, what they're dealing with in that moment. Mm-hmm. And God has equipped us to share our faith in a way of healing. Not in a way to scare people into something or not in a way to beat them down, but in a way of showing them that love, that agape. That agape love, yeah. Yes. Unconditional love if you don't speak Greek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I have a weird experience where uh, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu as like my exercise, and um, I'm actually going to be doing a wedding for uh, some of the participants there, um, and they don't even go to my church, you know. So 
I'm like, I feel like this is the route that's going to be going. Right. I'm, I'm meeting them where they're at. Exactly. And, uh. Right, so, in a yeah. different training. You're doing, you're doing one training, there's something that's come out of that training, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? <laughs> Learning how to choke people. Blah, right. And but then, then, well, now that choking, <laughs> you, like, you revive them. In that sense of choking them, you're reviving them in some type of spirituality <laughs> and a connection to who they are in Christ yeah. or, not, or in their faith walk. Or in their faith walk, yes. yeah. Yeah, because they're of a different faith from mm-hmm. me, and so which is fine, which, you know, I'm, I'm glad to meet them where they're at and um, help them in their spiritual walk. Um, so... So we so we see that, and I believe that we can carry this as chaplains to our own faith communities. So whether you're a, a rabbi uh, that's a chaplain, you can take it back to your synagogue. Whether you're an imam, you can take it back to your temple and and a mosque and talk about uh, how we can be uh, spiritual healers uh, without bringing in that religion part. You know, even though the religion for us is. Making us do it. Right, you know? and it's important. You know, what? You, those traditions that we have, our history is rich. We have a rich foundation, and we, we can't negate what we have uh, was been birthed in. Because I tell people, I, I was birthed into Christianity. Mm-hmm. When I was saying mama, daddy, I was saying probably Jesus in the same fashion. <laughs> However, as I grown and understood the walk of Christ, it had ta- it's taught me how to love the people of God. Mm-hmm. And we didn't say in the beginning, God created all, male and female. Mm-hmm. God created all. It didn't say God just created the Christians. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so as a chaplain, I'm like more open and more um, uh, available to be a listener, mm-hmm. to hear God's creation in other voices. Yeah, yeah. So if you could give one thing or, or, or if you could think of one thing that, that you could possibly ask a person, what, what, what would you wish a person understood about spiritual wellness or spiritual health? Like, what, you know, because people really don't think about it until like a time of loss right. and they're grieving and there's bereavement and they're asking the questions, why me, God, or what have you, or or if they're going through some pain because of cause of a of a, a certain particular religion, right. uh, they have had bad experiences. What what about spiritual health? Do you wish that everybody knew about spiritual health for themselves? You know what what is that message? Well, for me, I believe it's more about being being who God has called you to be. Mm. I have learned it. We've been doing so much. Because when you think back on maybe Sunday school or whatever your tradition may be, how they was telling you what you need to do Mm. to get to something. Oh, I see. Yeah. But it's not about doing to get anywhere. God calls us to be in. Be who I have created you to be. Mm. So I invite all who have a listening ear to set aside some time to kind of hear where God is calling you to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to reflect over some scriptures or whatever your sacred writings may be and let those writings kind of speak to your heart and ask God how you can be who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. So forget the doing because that's going to happen. We're going to do stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But learn how to be. Learn how to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our society is all about 
doing things and getting a certain amount of money, getting a certain amount of status, getting the house, getting the job, getting the kids, getting the pets, the cars, and all this other stuff. And I think it's calling, causing us a, a very deep spiritual injury. It it really does. Um, and we're supposed to be spiritually well. Yeah. And spiritually well is being living in the bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm looking at society today with all the rhetoric with politically. Mm. We've been at combat operations as a, as a nation uh, for a very long time, uh, over 18 years. Mm. And... Um, we're seeing the side effects of that being spiritually injured. So if a person's out there feeling, wow, the world is crushing down and all I hear is bad news, not only in the United States, but also in Europe, you know, people are rioting with people are that we got the Brexit thing. We got the yellow vest thing. There's everything politically and socially and, you know, LGBT rights mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, people getting shot for no reason, you know, things, gun violence, sexual assault, domestic violence, you know, all the whole things. And they're feeling this weight on them and they're feeling injured spiritually. What is your advice to the person? Wow. <laughs> I in, I would say to those of you who are listening I would say to you, really reflect on what you believe. Try to, you know, put aside what you hear media pushing out to you, because the media push out a lot of things that's not not true. Mm. Do a soul searching to deeply get to your values and your beliefs. Connect to those things that are meaningful to you. Mm. What is your purpose? And don't look for validation from anyone else but the Spirit of God. Mm. Allow God to validate that gift, that greatness, that good, that bad, that indifference. This all into you. The validation comes from our creation, Creator, not from a person or a tradition. Mm-hmm. It comes from where God is leading you. So take some time and we say get in your secret closet and, you know, that's to pray and meditate. Mm. So if you haven't you really studied some things on being centered, get centered so you can hear God's voice speaking to you, validating those desires that's in your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some great things in your spirit today that you want to happen. And you know it's some great relationships you want to connect with. And you want to be welled in those areas of connecting with people you are in agreement to walk with. So just get in a place where you can hear God so you can be. Mm-hmm. So what if I'm a person that doesn't quite maybe believe in God or I'm unweary of, you know, okay, maybe there's a God, maybe not, I don't know. How do you, how do you, um, advise well, for those you, folks? I would spur, I would share with you, uh, I, I have, uh, have interaction with people who are of the Wiccan faith mm-hmm. and I know their connection is mainly with energy. Mm. So I invite you to get into that space of that energy that gives you enlightenment mm-hmm. and whatever the nature, the wind, the earth, the fire, the wind, the sky, whatever you call it, connect 
in that arena of your healing. Your healing to know your purpose and understanding that meaning that God has designed or for you, the energy has designed for you. Mm. So you can be who God or the energy mm-hmm. called you to be. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. God is energy. Love is energy. And God is love. And so to me, it's like, you know, if a person is of, of a, pers- a particular monotheistic, polytheistic, panentheistic, uh, n- or non-theistic, uh, they can tap into that positive energy that love energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Veronica, thank you so much for coming and speaking with us. My last question for you is uh, if people want to connect with you, what are some ways that they connect with you? We, we talked about your your website, www.veronicafala.com. Is there anything else? They can get the book on Amazon. Is there anything else you want to say or invite? Well, that's mainly how you can connect with me. You can connect with me with through that website of veronicafallout.com. And if you are browsing and you want to um, connect with me through veneratecare.com, those are two sites that comes right to my email box. So that's veronicafallout.com. That's chaplainveronica zero. 03 at gmail.com. Oh, okay. Email. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's the email. I do a <laughs> chaplain, spells chaplain Veronica 03 at gmail.com and veronicafala.com or veneratecare.com. Wow. Thank you very much, Veronica. And on that note, I want to thank the audience. Thank you for joining us. And that's it. That's episode two. Episode two is in the books. So again, thank you. I also want to say thank you to um, Primary Color of Music and Sam Billen for our theme song. You can visit them at primarycolormusic.com. And then also, if you want to connect with us at StoryWagon, you can connect us, connect with us at storywagon.org or connect with us on any major social media platforms. You can also support us on our Patreon page. Just type in StoryWagon, and that would help us cover some cost over the, for the overhead that we continue to provide spiritual health resources for free along with this podcast so until next time this is chaplain martinez saying here's to good spiritual health